People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. of your 20 by 20 ring crew podcast i am your co-host joe i'm here with my brother matt matt what's going on hey what's going on today matt we have uh quite the the bit of steak if you will um something very meaty something very relevant these days uh, in the way of topics and uh full full disclaimer here um, this episode will not be for everyone, and um, there's going to be a lot of opinions and uh, views expressed on this episode that you may or may not agree with, and that's fine. Um, again, this is all uh, a conversation about a relevant topic, um, and ultimately we're not looking to piss people off necessarily. Uh, what we are looking for is um, just some some open, honest discourse about um, a relevant topic relating to professional wrestling. And with that being said, this is your your spoiler warning. Give you a couple seconds to think about it and um, and and tune us out for this episode if if you think you don't want to listen to to us, but. Today, we're here to talk about um, what I like to call cancel culture. Um, cancel culture, for those of you who don't know or don't understand, is uh, it isn't any one group, it isn't any one race, creed, ethnicity, um, faction, it isn't any one entity that is doing it, but what it is is taking culture that is either happening or has happened and lately a lot of it in the news is just our previous history in in our society and wanting to cancel it out completely and you might be thinking like how the hell does this relate to professional wrestling um i had a thought the other day um all of these these things going on with movements like the Black Lives Matter movement uh, and others, there's a lot of cancel culture coming out of those movements. And I found myself asking the question, what are, what are the limitations of, of what they're doing? Are there any limitations to what they're doing? When, when is enough enough... Um, <coughs> Where does it where does it end? Where does it end? And so I sit here with uh, my brother Matt here today, talking about cancel culture. Um, how does this relate to professional wrestling? Well, you know, over the years, professional wrestling uh, is usually not politically correct, has not been politically correct up until recently, and and even now, uh, you know. 
it, it, it is still viewed as politically incorrect, just not as much as, say, 20 years ago. But uh, I was thinking about years and years and years ago, back in the 70s and 80s, um, where racism was a little more prevalent in professional wrestling, especially in the territory days. And what sparked me to even think, think about this episode was the Confederate flag. Um, I know there's people out there that are, are for the Confederate flag. There are some against it. I'm not necessarily interested in your stance, but the Confederate flag is something that has been used in professional wrestling in Southern promotions over the years. And it got me to thinking about gimmicks or angles of a bygone era and will we ever will 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 that ever stay in wrestling history uh, as as far as as media goes um obviously a lot of old wrestling territories and their libraries are owned by the WWE now and we, you know, over the years, anyone familiar with the WWE Network will tell you that uh, things get edited out all the time. Um, case in point, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit gets accused of murdering his family. And the next thing you know, there are disclaimers, as Matt pointed out to me before we started recording, which I completely forgot about. Um, I believe they still exist. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. And then, but also, they were editing him out of complete shows. Either editing out his match or editing out a lot of the footage of his matches. Um, like, especially tag matches and such. You would never see Chris Benoit. It was like he never even existed in the match. So, again, that's part of cancel culture. Uh, going back to the Confederate flag, I immediately thought of the fabulous Freebirds um, and their runs in predominantly southern southern state wrestling territories like World Class Championship Wrestling, where sometimes they would come out using the Confederate flag. I know Dick Slater was one of the wrestlers, not a Freebird, um, but Buddy Roberts of the Freebirds. His, a lot of his tenure as a Freebird, he either came to the ring with um, a bandana around his neck that was Confederate flag, or a t-shirt, or it was always on his trunks. Sometimes he would have an actual flag. I, I vaguely remember a match, I believe it even happened at Comiskey Park in Chicago, Okay. where the Freebirds had Confederate flag painted on their face. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's so, right. So, I, I, yeah, so Joe's confirming that, but I, I vaguely remember seeing that, too. So, uh, definitely a, a very Southern culture. Yeah, it might have been for AWA as part of, a, like, a super class show. Okay. But, um, yeah, um, you know, for the longest time, that flag has been predominantly featured in, in Southern culture. Whether that be a good thing or a bad thing, again, that is not up to me to decide, but it's 
it's already happened. It, this is, you know, footage and historic events that happened ages ago at this point. But it, it I ended up asking myself, are we going to see this edited from the WWE Network? And if so, what else are we going to see possibly edited from the WWE Network? I also brought up um, also World Class Championship Wrestling mm -hmm. based out of Texas. I also brought up, uh, I remember as a kid watching Percy Pringle, who you guys might know as uh, Paul Bearer, who worked for WWE, back when he was wrestling uh, for that company. He would come to the ring sometimes and purposely, as a heel, antagonize, well, he would always antagonize his opponents, but his black opponents, sometimes he would wear a Buckwheat t-shirt. Buckwheat, uh, the little kid from the Little Rascals, um, to antagonize the black wrestler. And uh, I also told Matt, you know, there's, I can't remember what specific episode or what have you, but I remember listening to certain promos where you would have a white wrestler, a white southern wrestler, tell a black wrestler that he didn't belong in the ring, that he belonged out in the field picking cotton or eating watermelon, things of that nature. Again, very racist remarks, but also sort of pretty much commonplace in professional wrestling back then. Again, whether right or wrong. And do are we going to see that go by the wayside now on the WWE network um and and anywhere else in wrestling. You know, the you know, we've been talking about this the past couple episodes the state of professional wrestling is now ever evolving much more rapidly than in previous years. And it seems because of all this cancel culture, every time you turn around, something else disappears. And again, I'm not condoning racism. Please do not get that misunderstood. Um, but what, what my question here to mm -hmm. you and to everybody out there listening is, okay. where does it end? So we're speaking here, to clarify your question for everybody and myself, I guess, uh, you're talking as far as things go by the wayside, we're, we're not talking about how it should be present day, but just as far as archived footage. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about archived footage, because I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. Sure. But just a little bit. So... As far as where it fits today, I'm going to answer that question right now. It, it doesn't fit today. Uh, obviously, this, we, we are talking about outdated idealisms that, uh, you know, again, we talked about this in episode 97 about the boys will be boys situation. It never should have happened, but it did happen. We have to live with that as, as, a, as a race, as a human race. Um, but then move forward and learn from it. As far as archived footage is concerned i bring back up chris benoit because chris benoit is a guy that obviously lives in infamy double murder suicide tons of documentaries out there it's a topic that joe and i really really have a lot to say about that we'll talk about in a future episode here 
Chris Benoit, Joe's right. He was erased from from WWE history. And if you if you ask WWE right now, Chris Benoit didn't, doesn't exist. That name is not something that you can say on a W. You know, w- when you're representing WWE, you cannot mention Chris Benoit. You cannot talk about Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit is it is it is the 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 the, the name that you know you don't speak. He's the Voldemort now, if if that makes any sense. That being said. Chris Benoit uh, is very much a part of the WWE Network today. Chris Benoit and all of his matches that would be aired in you know on the WWE Network. By that I mean, if Chris Benoit participated in Royal Rumble 2004, his match and everything he did, any kind of interviews, all that stuff, is no longer bleeped out because it used to be bleeped out. They went from not airing him at all, completely cutting. Like any kind of uh, dialogue or uh, audio footage from from his matches to now airing it completely in, in its entirety, and the only thing that they they used to do I don't know if they still do they used to put up a disclaimer they didn't specify Chris Benoit's name because again they're not mentioning anybody but they're putting up the, a disclaimer and my thing has always been history. And history is something that I've I've studied quite a bit in college. I, I almost minored in it. If I had the money to do so, I would have, officially. History is so important to know. And it's, it's a cruel thing, ladies and gentlemen. It is a very sad and cruel thing to, to learn about our past. But it existed for a reason. And the cliche is, you, lo- you need to know about your history so you know where you've been. I don't know the cliche per se, verbatim, but you prevent yourself from making the same mistakes yeah, over and over again. If you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. There it is. Yeah, I, I forgot it. For that. <laughs> um, so, history is a very is, is a very alarming thing sometimes, but it, it, it happened. We can't just ignore it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say we need to glorify it, because we don't. But when it came, when it comes to somebody like a Chris Benoit, and we're speaking professional wrestling here, because even though this is a hot topic and a touchy subject, this is still a wrestling podcast. Chris Benoit is very much an important part of professional wrestling. Somebody that you cannot erase. It just, it just cannot happen. There are too many, too much domino effects that take place by erasing him completely from history. You don't have to promote him. You don't have to, you don't have to uh, acknowledge him in current or future product, but he it happened. He happened. He existed. And if WWE is still using this, a disclaimer, then so be it. And that's where I'm going to jump into your initial question, because where does it end? It should end right here, right now. It should not. We're talking about the Confederate flag. Okay, just like Joe, look, we're not here to sit here and talk about the Confederate flag. Okay, my thing is this those matches, those events, those promos, they all happened. If you look at the fabulous Freebird, I mean, let's look at something that's going on currently today with the group The New Day. Now, I don't know if Xavier Woods, as of this recording, is still hurt, but usually when, when, when those guys win the tag team titles, all three of them. Are considered tag team champions. Where did that come about? The Freebird rule. 
that came about when the, the Fabulous Freebirds won the tag team titles. Everybody was the tag team champion in that group. It was unheard of yeah. at that time. There was there was no no Freebird rule before that. Like it was created by them. That's one example. Did they come out to Comiskey Park wearing Confederate flags over their face? Yeah. I don't have to like it. You don't have to like it, but it happened. Should it be erased from history because it may be deemed offensive? No. I don't think so. We are all about booking or uh, fantasy booking here. So I want to put my myself in the shoes of the... Let's say I owned the WWE Network. I didn't own everything else but WWE Network. I'm all about the history of this business. That's what the, the WWE Network is about. It's about history, it's about current, and it's about future. You know, that's what then, now, forever means. That's the WWE slogan. We cannot pick and choose what our history is. We must accept it, all of it, good and bad. What the Fabulous Freebirds did on their attire does not define who they are as professional wrestlers. And when we are talking about a professional wrestling streaming service, because that's what the WWE Network is, even though they don't like to use the term professional wrestling, <laughs> it is indeed that, we have to just refer to professional wrestling. We don't have to like anybody's political standpoint on anything. If we're just referring to pro wrestling, it needs to stick with pro wrestling. So as far as my answer to you, I say it ends now and it doesn't go any further. But I am worried that it will. And I have a problem with that on so many levels. And I will sum it up with one word and one word only, and that's hypocrisy. Because if we start picking and choosing things where we are we're editing out because we don't like this then it's for let's say we pertain to just one group of people well then all it's going to take then to be fair is we got to take everything out for everybody else and ladies and gentlemen i've spoken on this podcast before about racism this is something that's not new that i've brought up we brought it up last last week episode 98 with uh, Elio de Fantasma. I was not appreciative of how they handled his Mexican culture. Now, I don't think Joe and I saw eye to eye on that, and that's fine. I, I respect that. But I had a major problem because it's something that they have done on multiple occasions when it came to the luchador mask. To them, it's a fucking prop. Mm-hmm. And they treat it like such. You know, you may look at it and say, you know, you're talking about Mexican wrestling to the Confederacy, apples and oranges. Yes and no. Because you don't get to pick and choose who's offended by what. Right. Is the point I'm trying to make. The same thing where you have a bunch of fucking Mexicans riding around in... Tractors. Tra- tra- yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, well, on well, wa- yeah. Juan Deers. Yeah, Juan Deers. You know, with... You know, the... the now, the uh, Mexican color commentator, he's... Every time, he's handed a new rake every single time because he's Mexican. Of course he has a rake, right? You know, what about the Native Americans? What about the, the all the guys wearing headdresses? What about all the Samoans that have to put on face paint and wear the part? 
where does it end? As far as, you know, at the hypocrisy of it all to where, okay, we're only going to edit certain things out. No, no, then we need to edit everything out. And then if that's the, the case, because as Joe said, professional wrestling has always been very politically incorrect. And to this day, to his credit again, is still very politically incorrect. All we, all we are doing is trying our trying our best, or all they would be doing is trying their best to essentially shut the masses up, get them off their backs. The reality is this, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about this in episode ninety-seven. Thick skin is a big is a big thing, and you have to have that. And I and I go I went into this episode knowing, and I even mentioned to Joe like, I'm okay with talking about this as long as he's okay with us going where we're about to go or where we've already gone. I don't condone racism. I don't need to, to fucking say that. I'm, I'm a Latino man. I've I've had my fair share of that. Well, you're you're a white Latino. White man. Latino man. Yeah. As am I. And I'm also a white Latino man. <laughs> Joe and I have, have have grown up similar to where we're not accepted by either, either. side. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, anybody who knows me, I'll tell, you know, if it comes up, I tell them, like, I'm not white enough for white people, and I'm not Mexican enough for Mexican people, and it's always been that way for me, always. And no matter how many marches exist, or how many protests happen, that's never going to change. No, it's not. It's just never going to... There's always going to be people out there. Exactly, and my thing is this, I... I have learned to just deal with it. It's thick skin. Yeah. And everything is a case-by-case basis. You know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and and listen to everybody's story because, you know, everything is a case-by-case basis. But here's my thing. Do I like seeing guys like Juventud Guerrero and Psychosis and Super Crazy driving around on lawnmowers? Absolutely not. It made me fucking sick to my stomach seeing that. 16 years old kid when when I saw that happen. And it's like, what a disgrace. And regardless, it was, it's part of history. Let it fucking happen. Yeah. You know, and there are plenty of instances that have occurred in WWE history that I know, I know will never get talked about because they involve guys who run the company right now. You know, uh, Human nature is just that. It's, 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 it's human nature. It's imperfect. And even though sometimes it should be apologetic, we should never apologize, especially if we are talking about words or things that aren't doing harm to people. Being offensive is going to exist in so many different forms. It, it, it exists in comedy. It exists in, in, in horror. It exists in movies and politics and sports that happens it's gonna happen no matter what as far as cancel culture goes it, it's a it's a ridiculous thing because it is a part of who we are now having said that of course I, I stand by learning from our mistakes and learning and becoming better people and trying our best to accept and be more welcoming and I, there's more that, that I, I'm going to talk about that, but I'm going to stick with race for right now. 
of course we need to fix that. We need to, we need to respect each other as a whole. But as far as something like a streaming service and our history is concerned, we should not apologize or have to apologize for what's already been done. We are talking about decades worth of content. It's been done. It exists. And I'm okay with things of the nature of, look, put a disclaimer on it. You know, we've seen other streaming services do that. Joe, you know, Joe and I have discussed that. You know, one of the more famous ones that happened in the news recently was Gone with the Wind on HBO Max. Never seen the movie, but uh, apparently there's slavery in it. Yep. It's not something that really appeals to me as far as the movie goes. They took it off the service, repackaged it, put it back on there, and it just they slapped some kind of disclaimer on it. Why can't we just move on? Just do that. You know, Disney. Disney. I'm a huge Disney fan. You know, Disney is a is a company that has existed since the 1920s, and uh, you know we're talking you know things like along, along the lines of like Fantasia and Pinocchio and some of the, the silly symphonies and things of that nature. So many of those have a disclaimer in front of them. You know, they they depict different things, and are, are they politically correct to these standards? Today's standards, yes. But to 1940s culture, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you know, you know what? Does it make it right? No. But that's not for me to say. Nor is it for you. It's it's just it's a part of who we are. So as far as a streaming service that exists in the 2010s and now 2020s, I wholeheartedly understand them putting in a disclaimer and say they might depict the culture, uh, you know, some kind of culture or reference that you know does not agree with today's standards but it existed and i do applaud disney for not erasing history but just saying look this is what it is watch it or don't watch it they have plenty of other content that doesn't have that stuff you don't have you don't have to watch it is is my is my last point you know if it's something that you can't stomach i i look i wholeheartedly get it you have the option to just not subscribing. Hit them in their pockets if you think you're making a difference, but like that's that's really the case. They're a streaming service. You you pay into the service. If you don't like their content, then don't pay for it. But as far as erasing history, no, we shouldn't do that. We should never do that. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm referring to professional wrestling. I'm not referring to other stuff that's happening right now. Again, professional wrestling. That's what we're that's the topic. But yeah, I don't I don't buy into erasing history in that sense. Do you think it'll happen though? Do you think we'll see a lot of heavy editing on the WWE network? Well that's why I brought hypocrisy. Because if that's the case then what are what are we editing? Because the point that I'm gonna make here and I'm not going to obviously repeat the word, but there's a very specific word that is mentioned Survivor Series 2005 ladies and gentlemen you could just say the n-word yeah the n-word okay yeah Survivor Series 2005 the very first match was Booker T versus Chris Benoit right 
just skip to after the match. The segment, there's a segment back there that involves John Cena and involves Vince McMahon. Now, John Cena didn't say anything. It was Vince McMahon that is talking very much in the slang term would be ebonics. Very much poking fun at it, right? And then he uses the slang version of the N-word. And he does it, not just in front of John Cena, but in front of Booker T and his wife, yeah. Charmel, who obviously are, if you didn't know them, they're, they're black. Right. And just walks right by him like, who the fuck cares I own this company? Yeah. And, and to, to make it... Did we edit that out? Well, and to make it... To make things worse, like you in the initial shot, you only see John Cena and Vince McMahon, and then he kind of like rattles it off at the end of their conversation, and he starts to walk away. And as he walks away, the camera pans, and you see Booker T and his wife, and Booker T. At the time, he was doing the the whole uh, gimmicky line of like, you know, please tell me he just didn't say that. Yeah, he even had a T-shirt. Yeah, like so that, you know. that's what that's what he did. He did the bit as part of the gimmick, and that was that. But that is to this day, as of this recording, you know, we're talking uh, early July mm-hmm. here. Um, 2020, that is still unedited on the WWE Network. So, uh, does should it be edited? Yeah. Vince McMahon doesn't doesn't need to say that. Yeah, there, that, that was never... It's one of those things where it's like, that was never a good idea it, to, no, begin with, to begin with. You know? No, it never was. Um, I... I, <laughs> I don't... I don't... I don't condone... Uh, him using that word like it's an ugly word to begin with uh, but to add to that a, a white guy shouldn't be using that word you know especially a rich white guy so a rich white guy who said that in front of his employees yeah what is, what is, uh, so it kind of contradicts what I said there originally but you know that's my I mean it's where do we draw the line, though? Where do we where do we draw a line? I mean, that should be one of the first things, but you know, what what a, where else do we where, where do we go? I mean, let's 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 take Booker T for example, and let's let's go two years earlier, and the rivalry with Triple H. You know, we something that we've alluded to so much throughout the tenure of this podcast, and here we are now. In, in the midst of a society where we are, where racism is yet again at the forefront here, and you know we're we're talking about potentially editing ed- editing things out. Well, how much of that rivalry, whether we like to admit to it or not, or whether Triple H will admit to it or not, was ra- racially motivated? You know, you can't sit there and tell me that when he said "you people." don't get to be champions telling Booker T that uh, you know he's really only capable of being his limo driver and you know starts starts poking at his at his criminal record you know calling things like typical 
talking about his lack of education. You can't tell me that's not racially motivated. Yeah, you don't. There's, there's, there's no other reason. There's no other reasoning behind that. Like, you can't, you can't mistake what he's talking about. It's a, it's a very troubling. It's always been a very troubling topic for me because. I always hate I you know I grew up loving Booker T's reason why I got into professional wrestling. Uh, that's something I talked about in episode one of this podcast. I you know watching this guy calling somebody a sucker like I just like I who's a sucker I didn't see it. <laughs> and it's always been troubling for me knowing that he got buried in that rivalry. But I I never I I never wanted to accept the fact that it was pure racially motivated. I'm not saying it was that. I mean, Triple H was burying a lot of people then. But it's hard it's hard to not put that in per- into perspective. And as shitty as it is and as 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 much as I hate it, again it happened. You know, certainly Booker T has moved on. And I, I think that's the most important thing here, because he's the one that had to live through it. But as a fan base, I think that's that important aspect of it. We don't have to sit here and say like that was the greatest moment of Triple H's career, but do we erase everything that Triple H did because of this this rivalry? Do we erase it because 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 that's what cancel culture is? Yeah, that's exactly what cancel culture is. And I... No, my my answer to that is no. Um, was it was it, was it it a horrible decision to make on his part? Absolutely. Like, you mean to tell me, out of all the creative people you have on your writing staff, you guys couldn't come up with something better than to diminish Booker T's race in order to get an angle over? Like, come on. I mean, I could... I could go more into actually. I just, I just showed uh, the girlfriend recently how shitty, how shitty the WWE culture and wrestling culture have been with women. And I don't want to jump to women right now, but you know we are talking about the same guy that was very much part of the Katie Vick angle. That's right. Um, so I mean, you know, there's another another. Attack on Triple H, but then again, it's the same guy that created NXT. You know, it's the same guy that that you know helped bring Degeneration X and Evolution to the forefront, and really big, you know, really big things that happen in wrestling. Now, as far as Paul Levesque, the man behind Triple H, look, you can say what you want about him, but the gimmick, the character, the businessman. I don't. I just. I can't erase that. You don't. Again, it doesn't mean that you accept it for for what it is, but you just have to accept the fact that it happened. We have to evolve. No pun intended. We have to evolve from that, get better from that. But you can't do that until you understand and remember where we've been. You know, we have to do better with character gimmicks. You know, look. I'm the type of guy, maybe I'm old school, that I can accept and appreciate stereotypes because I appreciate stereotypes in my own, within my own culture. 
and I don't get offended, you know, over everything that happens within my own culture or it's made fun of my own culture. I'm okay with that. But I don't need to see great Mexican wrestlers dressing up like fucking lawn care guys or mariachi bands or any other stupid fucking gimmick you can do. Just like I'm sure there's a lot of black people out there listening to this show that don't need to see black wrestlers dress up like fucking gang members. Right. I.e. crime time. And I bring up crime time because we were during a hiatus when it happened. I want to give a, a special shout out and a rest in peace to, to Shad Gaspard. Really sad to, to hear his of his death. Um, but going back to the gimmick, they were fucking criminals. Yeah. And then you typecasted them, milked it for what it was worth, and then when it was time to let them just be wrestlers, they had nothing going for them. You bled them fucking dry. To the point where Shad was let go, JTG was let go. You called, you know, you called out Booker T during his rivalry with Triple H about his criminal past. Why was that important? Why do we have to, to hear about the fact that that Booker T spent time in jail? Hasn't he served his time? Can't we just fucking move on from that? I mean, he wants to move on from it. Yeah. Why do we have to bring that up again? Why, why is that? Why the fuck does Japanese wrestlers like Akira Tozawa, who is a phenomenal wrestler, mm-hmm. why has he got to dress up like a fucking ninja? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is what I mean. Like, it's still happening today. It still exists. I bring up, I brought up the Kabuki Warriors again. Why is that not fucking looked at as like, whoa, that's that's kind of bullshit. You know, the these things have to come to an end. You know, I guess Samoans, Samoans don't need to fucking be Islanders. Not everybody who's Samoan descent is even from Samoa. Right. <laughs> you know, a lot of those guys are from here. You know, I we brought up Tamatanga on episode 97. He doesn't dress up like a fucking... Islander? No. He's not coming out barefoot to the ring. Yeah. He's he, coming up with some nice-ass fucking Nikes yeah, or whatever he's got He doesn't got come on. out with a, any of the floral garb. None of that. He's just himself. He's just himself. You know, I mean... Let, let guys be themselves. If it depicts their culture, then at least it's a fucking authentic. There's a fucking bad spot there. I forgot about that. Holy shit. We forgot to mention, by the way, we got some hardcore wrestling on both TVs. Uh, ECW, Gangsta's Paradise uh, on the WWE Network. And then on and on IWTV, we got, uh, we mentioned Big Japan Wrestling. This is a, an event from, from 2019. Yeah, March 2019. It is the Survivor of the Death Match. I think it's a Block B show. Oh, it's pretty fucking gruesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Got got our got our hardcore wrestling fix as we saw the dog collar match between Raven and one of the pit bulls, a powerbomb attempt through the table completely just undershot him and Raven took a bad spill on that one. But uh, but uh, the the point I'm trying to make again, if 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 a black person wants to represent their culture, let it be them representing their culture. Don't stop writing fucking stupid scripts for them. Same thing with Mexican culture. 
If 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 Elijo Del Fantasma wanted to take off his mask in the ring, let that be the case. I'm not so sold that he did it off his own like own doing, his own being. Did he agree to it? Of course he did. That's why he did it. But I just don't think that that was him that took it off and said, "I'm Santos Escobar now." I don't. I just can't buy that. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but and that's why I have an issue with it. Again, be whatever the fuck you want to be. Like I, I think. A lot of the wrestlers were, as far as, like, today goes... Guys, this is such a slap, sloppy match. As far as today goes is concerned, we need guys and girls to be representing themselves. Guidance is a big thing. Do guidance. Guide them and help them bring out their character. But if, 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 if you're going to be somebody of ethnicity and you want to represent your culture, it needs to be you representing that culture. Not some guy with a fucking pad and paper and say, this is what you're going to do tonight. Yeah. You know, Crime Time, would, albeit a name change would probably be best, but they could have they could have very much been a, a, a very urban tag team, but still not be a bunch of fucking criminals. criminals. <laughs> you know, I mean, Harlem Heat, that fucking worked. They're not from New York, but, you know... There's that urban culture that they had. They fucking ran with it, and it worked. But there was authenticity involved in that. And also helped that they stood out in a very southern-based company, but I digress. Yeah. I don't know. What say you? I mean, am I, am I on the right track here? Or? No, no, no. I, you're fine. I, I agree with you. And I, I, think, I think if the WWE gets pressured enough, we will see cancel culture have their way and we'll see a lot of the stuff either get heavily edited or just go by the wayside com- wayside completely and um, again that's it's something I don't necessarily agree with um, what what has happened has happened and I firmly believe that you take the good and, and the bad with life as it comes um, because let's face it no one no one living on this this planet is it completely faces bad times all the time or good times all the time. But it's important to know uh, where you've been in life so that if you did make a mistake, you don't repeat it. Yeah. And that's the way I look at, at anyone's history, you know. Uh, not to get too far off topic, but this country, the United States... Uh, was built on exploitation of of, of just uh, peoples and races and ethnicities and that's that's our history and I, again I'm not condoning exploitation but you this is where that thick skin would come into play like you can't sit there and I don't think anybody has the energy to keep fighting this completely for the rest of their lives every day 24 7 you you need to develop a thick skin and and just let some things be and and i i say this specifically about all the archival footage out there in in regards to professional wrestling um Again, do we need to see, um, you know, new, new school Southern wrestlers with 
flags that are not the American flag on their on their garb or their tights or their or boots or whatever. No, we don't. It's a, it's a dead era. It is. It's a yeah. dead era, and it it should stay dead. Yeah, and you know, Joe and I have never said that it should come back. It's a dead era, but it happened. It, it very it very much happened, and we cannot just uh, erase history. Don't have to like it, but you know it can't. You can't erase history. Um, and the companies that put it out there, like WWE Network, for example, should not be should not be vilified for playing archival footage because it's it's that it's archival. It's not happening now. You know, we're talking about the Fabulous Freebirds situation. We're talking about things that happened in the '80s. You know, we're talking 30 years. You know what I mean? So, at some point, we have to just move on. You know, as far as today's culture is concerned, I think we we do need to look at ourselves as a wrestling culture and, and say, you know, can we can we do better than this? Can we be better than this? And I think that's a fair topic to talk about. Because I think in a lot of areas, we can. And I'm going to talk about that more in a second here, but I want... Racism... You know, because we, we've been talking about this for a good 45 minutes now. Closing thoughts on it. Racism has no place or should have no place in professional wrestling in, in this the, this day and age. And it, it isn't just about um, any one race. It's all racism, whether that be against black people or Mexican people or white people or Native Americans or... Asian people, any any persuasion, any ethnicity, there there really is no room for racism in this world and in professional wrestling. Simple as that. And I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and uh, you know, look, we we did our best to talk about the t- the touchy subjects without being political because again we're not a very political actually we're not a political podcast at all you know i you know joe and i we 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 look we hear you guys we hear a lot of what's happening and you know i'll leave it at that i hear you you know and you may not believe it but we feel you we feel the frustration too you know you get emotionally exhausted because it's it's just it not things don't seem to change but at the same time, you know, by, by voicing your opinions, we, our focus should be on moving forward. We have to be better as people. We have to. But what happened has happened. And it needs to be left alone as far as the archival footage is concerned. Again, this is, that part is talking about professional wrestling. Leave it alone. Just like you leave everything else alone. Leave, leave Disney alone. Leave HBO alone. Put a disclaimer up if you need to put up a disclaimer, but leave the footage alone because it happened. It's there. And it doesn't mean that it's bad content either. If you know, just because there's things that you know, that happen that may be deemed offensive because to the to the day that we all are no longer on this earth, there's always gonna be something that's gonna be deemed offensive by somebody. Yeah. Just remember that. Yep. <sighs> Now, I want to move on a little bit here, but we're still talking about human nature here. 
we have to be better as people. And I've been thinking a lot lately about the Speak Out movement. We talked about this already in episode 97 and 98. There's a lot that we, we can't even... I don't have enough time to sit here and, and talk about every case that's happened or every case that has been... Every wrestler has been accused of something. So I'm going to sum it up into just one. Because we talk about changes. We talk about, you know, what, what should change. We already talked about in racism, we, should, we need a change. Will it change? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure if it will ever change in WWE, to be, to be perfectly honest with you. Because some things just don't ever change. You got companies like AEW... Who's you know owned by Tony Khan, who seems very much, very much into becoming better, as far as as human nature is concerned. But here we are now. We're talking about professional wrestling. Let's put everybody together as one, no matter what race you are. But now we're going to separate ourselves from man and woman and I'll just leave it at that um, we hear boys will be boys that's a that's a what I feel should be a derogatory term a phrase because I have I've always hated that phrase boys will be boys obviously professional wrestling is dominated by men still what's touchy about the speak out movement or anything that involves sexual assault, sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, whatever you know, what what have you, is that when I said case by case basis, what I did not mean, and I need to, I need to specify this, that it, I don't give a fuck how much money you bring to a card or to a promotion, how much merchandise you sell. What I mean by case-by-case basis, and yes, I do feel that I need to talk about this because it has been brought to my attention. What I mean by case-by-case basis is simply if somebody's being accused, we need to look at the facts. Whether they are a main eventer, a mid-carter, or a fucking jobber. We need to look at the facts. We can't just assume that they did it because that's not the type of society we should live in. What I don't mean by that again, I don't give a fuck how much money you bring to a, a company. I'm going to fantasy book here to try to get my point across. Joe and I are running a business, and I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to do that to anybody. So I'll just put top superstar, top wrestler, sells, sells all merchandise every single night. Puts asses in seats. I don't give a fuck if it's the fucking janitor, fucking vendor, whatever. They come up to me and Joe and say, look, so this guy, he did this to me. Whatever it is. Some kind of misconduct. Alright, we're going to investigate it. Anybody that exists in a company... Whether you're at the very top or the very bottom or anywhere in between, it is, and I and I wholeheartedly think that everybody should have this mentality. Unfortunately, they don't. Everybody needs to, to be needs to feel safe when they go to work. Period. Bar none. 
That should be common sense, but it's not. If that person, if top wrestler is proven to be somebody of, of sexual misconduct of any kind, he's got no room in my company. Period. Right. Maybe it's because I come from such humble beginnings. Maybe it's because I come from a household that I've seen. I've seen a lot of this happen throughout my life. I've raised around a lot of women. And, you know, you guys can't see me right now, but I, I do get emotional when I talk about this stuff because it is, it does piss me off to, 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 to no fucking end. This culture that we live in where we are all about our our class and our rank in society or within a company is more important than the the, the human nature that we the, the human element of it all is so scary, so disgusting and and maybe it's maybe it's because I come from that background to where I've always felt people over profit bar none you know your profit is means nothing if you destroy the people that help get you there and i don't care who you are you know shout out to all my fellow custodians that exist in the world i don't work in that field anymore but i've done that you guys work a thankless job for sure if you're fucking selling hot dogs at a fucking wrestling show if you're selling t-shirts i don't care who you are valet parking whatever Nobody has a fucking right to treat you like less than a human being. And if this is going on in the wrestling world, this is what I mean by we need to be better. You know, it was brought up that a lot of wrestlers that I I fucking love. And again, I'm, I'm trying not to. We can. But I'm trying not to single out one individual wrestler because I don't want to make them sound guilty. Because again... I don't have the facts for everybody in front of me. But there are certain wrestlers that are out there right now that I just fucking adore. I love their in-ring work. And this is what I mean by the future of our business. If we become better, you know, if, if we have that approach where it's, hey, if you did these acts, you don't have a, if you don't, you don't have a, a purpose here. And we start getting rid of those guys. Say, you know what? You don't have a fucking job anymore. No matter how good they are, what does that mean as a whole for professional wrestling? Because it's going to take a hit if that's the case. Yeah, well, especially if they're top people. Right. You know? Um, it means wrestling... <laughs> I guess it means... In a nutshell, I guess it means wrestling is catching up with the times. Yeah. If you think about it, over the years, wrestling has always kind of been behind the times. And it's always had an audience. It will continue to have an audience. Yeah. But I think overall right now, the audience is changing. The audience is changing quite a bit. I, you and I both know your, your typical old school wrestling uh, fan they don't agree with products like AEW. 
And yeah. it's for a variety of reasons, but you and I have heard it from from all ends where those those fans, you know, they don't like it because all these new um, sexual identities are accepted in AEW. And to those old school fans, some of those old school fans, they don't believe that should be okay. As fucked up as that may seem. Uh, you you have uh, people who still have a problem with uh, women wrestling as, as fucked up as that is, you know. Um, it, it it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. And what I mean by that is you're, you're going to get people of, of every background, every race in life who are going to ruin it for, for others of those same races and backgrounds and ethnicities. And that, that's just, that's just the way the world works. I'm not, I, again, I don't condone mm-hmm. any of that, but that's the way the world works. Again, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm Irish, I'm German and I'm, and I'm Mexican. And I get it. I, I get I get racism from from all those people too, even though they're my people. Yeah. You know, as do you. Yeah. And it's it's just it's something that we deal with. Again, I, you know, I don't it doesn't come at me very often. Come and goes. But when it does, it does and you know, I I'm still you know, I'm 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 still a victim of racism, just not as often as as other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still sucks. It still sucks. You know, um, the industry that that I currently work in and that you have over the years, you know, we've seen a lot of that, where you know people find out you're you're Mexican and. You know, immediately it's okay to make the Mexican work hard. Yeah. You know? Ask you if you speak English. Yeah. All kinds of shit like that. I don't speak Spanish. You know? No. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I, I I, guess my, my thing is... Uh, but you're right. There, there's no... Not to cut you off. No, no, there, no. There's, there's, no, there's no place in your company, in my company... Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're, whether it be your superstar, your vendor, whomever, whoever's doing, doing that wrong, you're right. There's no, there's no, there's no room for them. There should be no room for them. And I think that's, that's the part that I think should be the most alarming. You know, it's, it's one thing to to point the finger at at somebody and, and I, and I get, I get that. Like if they, if they committed the crime and I, I do specify if they commit the crime, you know, that's my issue. It's always been my issue with speak out or me too is. It's 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 too much too high a percentage of, of, of false accusations that exist, and that's something that's always going to be alarming to me, and that's why that's why I made my case by case basis again. But but again, you know, my thing is, we need to hold companies accountable for for their actions or lack thereof. Absolutely. You know, I point out I point that out. You know, we, we talk about uh, let's talk about steroids or, or HGH or things of that nature again. 
you know, here I am going to point somebody out because it's, it's, it was blatantly obvious. Let's point out Sinkara, for example. Sinkara was was caught taking some kind of steroid that he was that was on the the ban list. You know, and it was something for an injury or an illness. You know, steroids are something that you're prescribed by doctors, and it just this particular steroid was banned, and his doctor was unaware of that, and he prescribed him to it. He wasn't trying to bulk up or anything like that. But Sinkara paid the price and got his 30-day suspension or whatever it was. I'm going to take you to 2007. Shortly before that, John Cena gets fucking hurt, tore his pectoral completely off his bone, and that was in October of 2007. Ladies and gentlemen, let's not forget, he comes back in January of 2008, completely healed, but on top of that, he's fucking bigger than when he left, when he got injured, just two months prior. Now, how the fuck does that happen? And how does that get overlooked? Oh, I forget. John Cena is a main eventer. He sells t-shirts. He's on the cover of your video games. On the cover of all your posters. He does all the fucking make-a-wish shit. You're not going to suspend him. Because that looks bad. As a company. That kind of cover-up is, I guarantee you, is going to happen. Because it's already happened when it comes to... To sexual misconduct. We can't punish this guy because he makes us too much fucking money. When do we stop valuing valuing human life? I can't even say it. But when do we stop the value of human life? So we can fucking sell more t-shirts. That's the part that pisses me off. That's the part that needs to change. It should piss everybody off. It really should. It's 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 so degrading. To not just women, but human beings. Because, you know, a, a guy who was sick or hurt got prescribed the wrong fucking steroid and he's now he's suspended without pay. But another guy could blatantly fucking taking steroids. He's probably being fed them steroids by that <laughs> same company. And, and that last part right there, that's speculating. Okay, I'll admit to that. But what there's no denying is that a pectoral injury takes more than two months to heal from. On top of that, how are you working out and bulking up to that nature? Yeah. When you're hurt. It just doesn't make any sense, ladies and gentlemen. No, it it just doesn't. So like that those kind of cover ups happen. They happen everywhere. And that's the part that really should be more alarming than anything else. If somebody committed a crime and they're convicted let them let the legal system handle it, and you know what? They should be vilified. They should be blackballed. They don't belong in my fucking locker room. If, you, if I can't fucking trust you, because that's what a locker room is about, is trust. If you can't trust your talent, then what do you got? Nothing. What do you got? You, you know. Got, so you got nothing. As a society, we have to be better. We just we just simply have to be better, ladies and gentlemen. This fucking BJW show, by the way, is out of out of it's fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. You guys got to check out. I, I don't mean to segue into a fucking ad bit here. Because I know this is more a serious topic. But uh, you have to check out our, our, our friends over at IWTV. Independent Wrestling Television. BJW. It's not for everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Don't bring the kids to the table to this show. Cause this, this is violent, for sure. Check out our website at 20x20crew.com. Slash podcast. Slash IWTV. And uh, man, get yourself a subscription. 
go through our website and uh, click on the link and you're going to sign up as a new member. You'll get 20 days for free. Check it out for yourself. BJW is just fucking insane. I'm so glad that it is uh, finally streaming on, on some kind of platform that I can get a hold of. But again, it is not for everybody. I, I You've been warned. Uh, so don't bring little Johnny to the table and tell him to watch this because uh, it's just, yeah, it's pretty fucking violent. Um, and again, we are watching yeah, ECW Gangsta's Paradise. This is from 1995 or 6. Yeah. Yeah. One of those two years. Uh, you can catch that and a bunch of other great ECW events on the WWE Network. Go to our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word. And get yourself a free 30-day subscription on us. Support the show while you're at it. And uh, check out some, some great wrestling uh, content. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we told you this was going to be a little more uh, edgy. We warned you. This is one of those things, though, and, and again, we know not everybody out there is going to agree with us, and that's fine. Joe and I have always been people come at us, but we, 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 let's let's be civil about this. Let, let, I want to hear what you guys have to say, and let's have a discussion. I think that's that's the best thing we can do in times like these. We, we need, a, as, a, as a human race, not just a, a specific skin tone or nationality, but as the human race, we needed to get together and, and discuss how we can be better as, as, as people and treat each other better. The history's happened. It's happened, and it, it, it should stay that way. But history can only remain history if we proceed to get better. And uh, I do have faith that, uh, that things will change for the better in most aspects of it. And, uh, and hopefully we can get past... A lot of the hot topics that are happening, and 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 really just uh, be be that be that industry that is welcoming to all, and and hopefully that is uh, that should be the goal. If it isn't for the wrestling companies that exist out there, so I guess the the best way to sum up everything we talked about is we can't erase our history, we shouldn't erase our history, but we do need to evolve, and. People might get mad at me for what I'm about to do next, but that was a uh, a cheap segue into what our next topic is going to be about. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be let's be decent human beings. That's that's the moral of, of what we talked about. Okay, uh, but this is a wrestling podcast, and we need to talk about more professional wrestling because there's a lot going on, and one of the one of the, the biggest. Uh, and, and probably hardest pills to swallow for Joe and I, and I think a lot of wrestling fans out there, is the the uh, official purchase of the company Evolve. Uh, it is uh, officially a, a product now of the WWE. I, I think I should uh, give everybody out there a little bit of backstory, though, because one thing we did say was, um, Joe and I said uh, before we started recording, was that it wasn't not surprised that this happened. The writing has been on the wall ever since uh, Evolve, which was uh, uh, mainly a Northeast regional company. It, it you know did some stuff in the Midwest, like in uh, Michigan and, and Illinois. Uh, mainly though, more Northeast and Southeast. 
you know, they were a regional company that really saw uh, a lot of good young talent come and go uh, throughout the uh, the history of the of, of the of the company. And uh, I I want to say it was around 2017, 2018. They hooked up with the company WWE, and over a short period of time became an official breeder or farm system if you will to the WWE where we that's where we get the likes of guys like Matt Riddle and Keith Lee, Keith Lee and Austin Aries by the way congratulations we this hasn't uh, the night two of NXT Great American Bash hasn't happened but thanks to <laughs> thanks to an Instagram post uh, we do know we can I can say congratulations Keith Lee yes congrats double champion uh, by the time you guys listen to this episode though that would that would be yeah it would have already happened so there's no need to go into detail of that but yeah Keith Lee uh, is a uh, is a double champion apparently so congratulations well deserved. Uh, again, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, uh, Akira Tozawa, uh, Drew Gulak. Yeah, Drew Gulak. You know, um, they even signed, that's how they got Shotzi Blackheart, Brandy, Brandy Lauren, who, uh, for those who don't know right now, she's not really wrestling, but she has been doing entrances with uh, Brazongo. You know, so right. th- there's, a, there's a lot, a laundry list. Austin Theory, how can I forget about Austin Theory? All day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so my... My good buddies too. Every, no, every time I, he's one of the coolest guys in the world. Every time that I've seen him at a show, like he actually recognizes me of all people. <laughs> I mean, not even Matt Riddle remembered me. No. So. <laughs> um. But yeah, just a, a laundry list of talent that has come and gone from uh, from Evolve and other guys. That have you know had had prominent roles, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Which, by the way, fun fact, they were the very first match in Evolve history. Uh, those two went at it one on one. So, just a, a, a huge list of of Zach talent. Sabre Jr. Zach Saber Jr. Yeah, I left him out because he's not in WWE. But yeah, Zach yeah. Saber Jr. won the longest reigning, if not the longest reigning, Evolve champion uh, in the company's history. Um, we saw the writing on the wall ever since they became. The breeder, you know, one thing that I, I've I've always said uh, to as a piece of advice, and you can take this any way you want. Always be careful who you lay in bed with, because <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And that was the case with Evolve. Now, in this case, it may seem like a good thing because I'm, you know, I'm sure the those in, involved, the uh, Gabe Sapolsky and and people that have a stake in it uh, probably got a decent chunk of change, I would assume. I would assume, yeah. But uh, the company is now in the hands of the WWE, and I don't know what to say you. Like, let's 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 break it down here. What happens to Evolve? Does Evolve continue, or is this a dead in the water and they just essentially just bought a library? I think it's a little bit of both. I, I the, to be honest, if it were me, I would keep. First of all, I'd keep it running um, at some capacity. And let's face it, the that the amount of people on the WWE's payroll in the way of performers 
it's a, it's huge. It's a laundry list of people. So I'm I'm not saying we're gonna see um, you know main roster guys show up at Evolve uh, shows anytime soon. But we were getting that for the last year and a half or so. Yeah, but think about it. Now they're they're complete owners. Mm-hmm. I say keep it running and and continue to do what that company has been doing for the WWE and professional wrestling in general and that's evolve young stars take your take your NXT guys who who haven't had a chance to be on TV and who are still learning you know learning to become ungreen mm-hmm. and put them on an evolve show and let them just flourish that way i i think uh I think Gabe Sapolsky is one of those guys in in prom- promotion in professional wrestling that um, you know he definitely has a knack for it, and he's proven that over the years for different companies. And this is no different, you know. He he's done wonders for Evolve, and I hope they keep him on, and I hope they keep him working. Um, but that's what I would do, and hopefully that's that's what they do. Because there's a lot of talent, whether it be developmental or not, that they could feature on Evolve shows. And, and that would be great to have them come back. And, yeah, it would be nice to see uh, your occasional uh, big-name guy show up, even if it's just for a meet-and-greet, you know? Mm-hmm. like Or, or like, um, like they were doing with the exclusive matches that mm-hmm. were unaired, you know? You had to be at the show to watch it, and they just wouldn't air it. But... You know, you got to see Velveteen Dream, which, you know, didn't normally happen. Yeah. Things like Adam that. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, so, here's the thing. Like, let's let's talk about domino effects. We'll start with NXT. NXT lost the, the core aspect of what it was about the moment that they decided to go head-to-head with AEW. So, when you... When you look at NXT, NXT was a one-hour show on the WWE Network every Wednesday night, and it was a, it wasn't necessarily developmental, but it was also treated like a developmental. You know, because I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody in NXT needs to be developed. There's a lot of just outstanding talent that already exists on there. Sure. But now that we are head to head with AEW. And you're live on USA Networks so on, on national television. You no longer have that stigma of being developmental or the C show, if you will. NXT and they they they, they shown that they were willing to push them by the, some of the things they did at Survivor Series late last year. Where NXT is now like the legit brand. It's one of the legit brands. So by that aspect, you're not gonna see young up-and-coming talent slowly make their way up the ranks like we originally saw during the the Sami Zayn and the, not that he was young and developmental, but in that sense he was, Adrian Neville to the things of that nature, the, the rise of the, the revival, the rise of the ascension, the rise of Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano, you're not going to really see that as much because you already have established talent the moment they walk into the door. You know, you guys got you got guys like Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. They already had names, thanks to Evolve, as, as an example. But they already had names. 
So you're not going to see a lot of talent being developed in the way that we used to see it. So because of that, that's where the potential good side of this purchase comes in because here you now have an Evolve. You also can look at it this way. If, 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 uh, if NXT is still considered the minor leagues, well, let's look at it, minor leagues of baseball. There are different tiers of minor leagues. You know, NXT is where you go when you're right there on the cusp of Raw and SmackDown. Now, no matter how Joe and I feel about Raw and SmackDown being the better show, because that's not the case, you know, for all intents and purposes, that is the case, according to WWE. That is the better show. That's where you want to be. I would rather be on NXT myself, but that's where you want to be, Raw and SmackDown. So NXT, and, and to some people, is still li- li- labeled as minor leagues, or we'll call it AAA. So Evolve, in baseball terms, would be the next tier down, essentially Double A. Double A. And treat it as such. You know, I don't want to see Evolve in Full Sail University or any big arenas. Like, do Evolve in small fucking show venues like they were already doing. Yeah. You know, you want to do, you want, you work for the WWE, but you want to make it, you know, to the big time. You got to work your way up. And that, that you know, they're a company that's all about presentation. That kind of presentation writes, writes it for itself. Who doesn't want to see that underground story? Where the guy goes from Evolve, guy or girl, let's be you know, correct here. Guy or girl goes from fucking Evolve to all the way to WrestleMania. That's a hell of a fucking storyline. That's some New Japan type shit right there. Yeah. If they have the patience and creativity to do that. The downside of it, of course, is, again, buying a company and taking it just for the archival footage. And I, I, <laughs> I really think that's probably going to be the case. I don't want to believe that, but if I had to answer that my own question, what's 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 the future of it? I think Evolve's dead. Wow. I, I and I and I don't want that to be the case. I want your scenario uh, to be to be the case there, but uh, it's it's hard to it's hard it's it's hard to uh, sit here and say that it, it is going to be the case. I only pitch what I pitch because they have such an extensive roster, and that includes all the developmental talent. If it were different and they had much less of a roster, then I could easily see them going the way of just killing it off and having one less, one less competitor out there, you know? But mm. I don't know. I, I Something about this situation, you know, they, they've taken all this time and money in breeding through this company why not continue that especially when you have the likes of Keith Lee and Matt Riddle um, just to name a few who have came came through and flourished Austin Theory another mm-hmm. big one who have came through that system and flourished and and have become such a such mainstays on television you know another thing too is that it's so sad Seeing the demise of this company, you know, you look at guys like Leon Ruff and and uh, Adrian Alanis and how they're being treated now in WWE. I mean, they're just fucking glor- not even glorified jobbers, more like goofy jobbers. And <laughs> you know, you saw some of the matches like Leon Ruff had as tag team champion with uh, Ar Fox, who's a guy that I don't think will ever work in WWE at this point. And see, that's that brings uh, he's a special case because you go back. And he, he was still working for that company, even though he knew they were an official breeder. Yes. And he said he would never leave Evolve. 
he he was like, I don't want to leave Revolve. I want to stay here. Now that the company is fully under control of the WWE, what does that mean for a guy like AR Fox? Does he quit? I mean, I, I could I could easily guess that he's probably not under contract or he's not under a contract that couldn't be bought out pretty easily. So what happens to a guy like AR Fox? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're, we still have wrestling on in the background. We are watching No Holds Barred 3, which is a, an ICW event that, ta- that took place July 4th. Ju- July 4th of, of uh, this year. And uh, I was laughing. <laughs> I was scoffing earlier to myself. I don't know if you guys were able to pick it up on the mic, but... Um, one of the one of the participants tried to come into the ring, and the ropes are chained. They're chain link, right? And he didn't even get into the ring, and he fell. And now Eddie Kingston is coming. Had just gotten into the ring, and he had a hell of a time trying to get <laughs> to get into the ring. And he's still shaking the ropes. Like, what the fuck are these things? It's just it's plastic chain link too. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Oh man, I don't think Eddie Kingston drank enough before this match. That's not a shot, Eddie Kingston. I mean, you'd have to be a little bit off your rocker to agree to this fucking match. Yeah, that's that just seems dangerous. That just that's such a fucking jank ass ring if I ever seen one. Uh, but anyways, um. Going back to AR Fox, yeah, that's that's a guy that's uh, his future is really going to be. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes because he essentially becomes a free agent at this point if he doesn't stick with Evolve because Evolve is now All right. It's it, it's like working for ECW after the acquisition of and, their, and, and of ECW. Again, like, do they buy him out? Do they let him go? Do, you know, you know what I would look, like to see happen with them. And and this and to be honest, this is not far from. Uh, actually happening um, I would like to see him in a match against Cody for the AEW television title um, yeah you know they've come out and said that they're going to showcase talent that you normally wouldn't see and <laughs> so Ricky Starks who most people know from NWA went and had a match and now he's signed to AEW now I I don't think uh, Tony Khan and company will sit there and sign every talent that they come across uh, who's going to vie for that TV title but the the idea of that TV title is such an homage to the old NWA television championship where you got a guy didn't matter where what what the affiliation he was with, uh, if he you know if he could help put that title over, you sign him to a short term deal, whether it be a match or two matches or mm-hmm. what have you, and he comes in and he helps put that TV title over. Um, and uh, case in point, Arn Anderson was TV champ for quite a while, uh, which that belt is based off of. The, the look and feel of the belt mm-hmm. and um, that's what they would do they would they would find guys for Arn Anderson to fight and then you had that special stipulation where 
they were under TV time limit, and Arn Anderson had to win. That TV champion had to win. There was no draws, DQs, whatever, because if any of that happened, he would lose the title. Mm-hmm. So that was always the stipulation. So he, there was always added incentive for him to actually win the match. And uh, I like the approach that they're they're going with here. And I, I would love to see A.R. Fox show up and vie for that title, even if it's one time. Yeah. Because I think that would give him such a platform to showcase himself. Tons of exposure. Especially yeah. against someone like Cody, who's willing to work with you. You know, I'm not saying that A.R. Fox wants to go wrestle for AEW or, or vice versa, but he's a hell of a talent. You know, you and I have seen him uh, in person. Yes. Uh, but also, you know, we've, we've seen a, a ton of footage, and he can go. And I, I, would, I would be ashamed for him if he didn't continue with professional wrestling. I think he has a hell of a bright future ahead of him. I look at A.R. Fox, and, and I will say this with the utmost sincerity, and I would challenge anybody to disagree with me on this. A.R. Fox, as a professional wrestler, easily one of the best in the world today. Easily. You talk about guys like Kenny Omega. You talk about guys like, uh, name anybody. Name anybody. John Moxley, Kazuchika Okada. A.R. Fox is up there with those guys. You know, he wrestles small time, but the reality of it of it all is that was his doing. That was his, his doing. He, he, didn't, he didn't go to the big places because he didn't go. But you look at guys like an Austin Theory, for example, and how great he is, and, you know, he, although he's just a fucking lackey for Seth Rollins as far as gimmicks are concerned right now. Where do you think he got it from? He was trained by A.R. Fox. You know, A.R. Fox was smart enough to take guys from his school and put them in his faction. Yeah, they jumped around like a bunch of like nincompoops, but <laughs> it was funny and it worked. And, you know, it was a good heel faction, I guess. Maybe it kind of wasn't the heel faction. You never really knew. Yeah, you never really knew. But... But it was good for what it was. It got people entertained. Um, and those were all his students. You know, and some great talented guys that uh, could do a lot in this business. So, A.R. Fox is a, is a guy that uh, WWE would be crazy to not go after him. But uh, just because they don't land him doesn't mean they didn't try. But A.R. Yeah, Fox, I, I'd be interested to see what he does for the... Uh, for the future, in his future. But uh, going back to Evolve as a whole, I think another thing we need to look at, uh, one thing that's going to be overlooked, I think, and I don't want to do that, is what, how this affects the WWN, the World Wrestling Network. The World Wrestling Network is a, is a branch of independent wrestling companies that was headlined by Evolve. You had Evolve, you had Shine, uh, American Combat Wrestling, Full Impact Pro, uh, and then some stuff that was on hiatus, like Style Battle and Viva La Lucha and uh, Dragon Gate USA. I mean, does does um, does Gabe Sapolsky, if he doesn't, if he isn't working for Evolve anymore, does he, you know, does he dust off Dragon Gate USA? 
you know, what is what is the future for him? Does he even right. continue in wrestling anymore? Uh, there's a lot to be said about that. But as far as the World Wrestling Network is concerned, it's probably safe to say that they're going to lose Evolve, the arch- archival footage, for example, for for sure. Yeah. And then they lose their headliner. <laughs> you know, and so it's like, where do you, where do they go from here? And uh, because that was uh, for a while, they were doing some good things with with the with that branch, and now that's gone. So that, that needs to be something to look at too. There is a domino effect to this. It's not just involved being bought out, and now they're you know in jeopardy, but it's uh, it's the company that governed them. You know that that was taken from them as well. So. That needs to be looked at. I mean, if, if we, if you, if if you had to pull out your crystal ball, I mean, what what does that? How how do they recover from such a, a tremendous loss? You find uh, <laughs> you find one and or more companies to get streaming rights to something that's going to be something that's going to be big, something that's going to be worth it. For my money, it'd be. The NWA. No, does the NWA need a WWN governing body? I think I. To be honest with you, I, I think the NWA is, although it has a lot of momentum, mm-hmm. uh, being that they're parting ways with Dave Lagana because mm-hmm. of the whole Speak Out movement. Um, yeah, it's a blow. It's a blow to them, and and I think. Don't get me wrong, you, you know, watching it free on YouTube is great, but I think them having another streaming platform, especially to go with all those other companies, yeah, you have that open door policy um, with the NWA, and what better way to capitalize on that than to join the WWN, so that you do have, you know multiple talents possibly coming through the doors of the NWA and vice versa. FIP and uh, Chikara and like all those companies like it would be just damned interesting to see some of those talents show up again even if it's only for one match. Yeah. Just to show what they have in store. Yeah. I think that's the concept of uh I think that's the best part about professional wrestling, what it used to be. You know, I mean, you see, you still see that with AEW, with uh, talent outside still coming in from time to time. That obviously has been put on a freeze for pandemic reasons, but uh, I think that's that that mentality is something we sp- we've spoken about so much on this podcast throughout the first ninety nine episodes. Um, it's it's one going to be one of those things we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, again, not only just for the, the, the WWN and Evolve and how that's treated, but how other companies tend to progress. You know, now that hopefully more doors are being open. You know, the, amidst the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, you know we, that, that is still very much a part of our everyday lives. But uh, you know how they how they progress and you know what changes they make if any because this is kind of your opportunity to start anew if you will you know i mean companies like nwa companies like M- mlw 
just to name a few. You've got every company from WWN, every company from the United Wrestling Network as well, and and every other company that's represented on things like IWTV and, and Fight, things of that nature. Like most of these companies are coming back for the first time, and it's like, okay, what do we do now? How do you know? Do we do the same exact things we were doing before, or this is the opportunity to make some adjustments? And that's another thing that uh, Joe and I are going to do because you know we are we are approaching a, a very important uh, episode that's coming up, and that is number one hundred. Uh, one hundred episodes. I can't even begin to fathom that. Um, we've had a a, a a formula that we have adjusted throughout our tenure. And where we were at a few years ago when we first started this podcast and where we're at today. Um, and we liked what we do. There's some changes that we, we want to make amongst ourselves. But um, overall, for the most part, we are who we are and, 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 and we we love that about us. But uh, we, there are some things that uh, Joe and I are, are looking to do to kind of, how do you say... Maximize our potential and, and, and showcase our love for professional wrestling. And one of the things that I'm excited about doing is we're going to go back and actually relive shows that we were there. And we're going to do special episodes where we're going to relive it with you guys and give our commentary as it's happening live, share our stories, share our experiences, and relive with you guys some of those special events that uh, we got to witness live i can't wait it's gonna be it's gonna be damn interesting because i know there's a couple shows you and i were were at and we didn't even know each other yeah so yeah for sure uh that'll be definitely interesting absolutely um i think uh i think there's so much more that uh that can be discussed in the wrestling world but giving the the heavy topic that we we discussed um the majority of this episode i think we're going to we left it i think we've left it at a good spot to kind of call a day and kind of let the the tension ease a little bit and uh and again ladies and gentlemen thanks if you if you made it this far thank you thank uh, you for one (laughs) Uh, we don't expect you to agree with everything that we say we never do that's that's the beauty of uh podcasting and and um you uh, absolutely have every right to disagree with us, but uh, if you couldn't disagree, or even if you do agree, I still want to hear from you. And uh, before Joe tells you how you can do that, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsors because, I, again, we got both TVs going on. I was able to watch them via the Roku device and Amazon Fire Stick, which you can get both devices at Amazon, which you can go through our website. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Now, I know Amazon's a big deal and everybody knows about us, so why go through our website? Ladies and gentlemen, we're asking you to simply because out of support. And also, if you go and show us some love, you're also going to get a 30-day subscription to Amazon Prime, absolutely free if you're a new member. You have to be a new member to get that. 30 days, absolutely free. Check out things like free two-day shipping, uh, 
a nice list of uh, movies and TV shows. Free picture storage. Free picture, free picture storage. I have, I've never taken advantage of. Neither but have I, but it's there. It's part of the deal. Music and, and, and a plethora of other things. I mean, there's so many things that Amazon's doing. That uh, And now they're doing uh, tandem tandem watching. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, watch parties. Right. Where you can watch uh, movies and television shows uh, streaming at the same time as your friends, no matter where they are. And if you're uh, if you're looking to subscribe to a streaming service, which a lot of people are these days, why don't you do yourself a favor and check out our friends over at Rays and see if you can get access to a gift card, like a Netflix gift card, Hulu gift card, and get it at a discount. Yeah, why pay full price for your streaming services? 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise where you can get a plethora of discounted gift cards. And if you got unwanted gift cards, make some money and sell those things. Because sometimes you got crap that you don't want, make money off of it. That's, 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 that's always the goal. Also, want to give a shout out to our good friends. We mentioned them earlier. I want to give them an official shout out at, at our friends at Fight. Check out our website at 20x20crew.com/podcast/fight. That's F-I-T-E. Become a new member and you get fifteen dollars worth of credits that you can use on anything on their website. It's absolutely free, but you must be a new member. That's 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 really the only catch to it. Yeah, that's it. Wrestling, boxing, MMA, Muay Thai. Lost so much of it's free. And again, you get $15 for your first purchase on us, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E. And I cannot, I cannot say goodbye without giving a shout-out to our really good friends over at Junction Collectibles. I, I got to tell you, I, I as a collector myself, they are the first, the first website that I go to in order to check out collectibles that I'm looking for, whether it's Funko, whether it's Neko, whether it's anything you can think of. If they don't have it on the website, all you gotta do is contact them. They'll look for it for you and they'll get you a deal. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash junction collectibles. And if you use the promo code 20x20july, you're gonna get 25% off your next purchase. I don't, I mean, do I gotta spell it out for you? Hell of a savings, man. Hell of a savings. Hell of a savings. Hell of a crew over there. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash junction collectibles. And uh, save yourself some money, ladies and gentlemen. And that's going to do it for us. Joe, I mentioned they can get a hold of us. How can they do that? Absolutely. We are on Instagram at 20x20crew or Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash 20x20crew. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew. We'll get you to our official Facebook page. But also, we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20wrestlingtalk. Come talk to Matt and I and a host of others and keep up on the ever-changing landscape that is professional wrestling. Uh, you can contact us via email with your questions, concerns, comments about our shows, 20x20crew at gmail.com. 
and of course our home on the web 20x20crew.com where you will find all of our past episodes all of our sponsors all the ways you can support your 20x20 ring crew guys thank you so much we are done with episode 99 here thank you for hanging in there with us thank you for the um the healthy discourse between everyone and uh you know we encourage you guys to keep it up and um thank you again for all the support i can't wait to come back at you with episode 100 yeah thanks thanks again uh this these are things these are times where we really need to be able to do discuss things as human beings and uh really respect anybody that uh, gave us gave us lend us your ear and let us talk and, and again we want to we can't stress enough how much we would love to converse with you back if you give us the opportunity um i just want to say you know we're going on 100 we pandemic kind of spoiled our we almost we had a celebration we had planned but you know it's it's not going to be what we want it to be but it, nothing's going to take away the fact that uh, you know this is 99 episodes in uh, i cannot stress to you enough that anybody that listens to us all around the world how much uh, I, I appreciate and, and love the fact that uh, you have been a part of this ride with Joe and I. Uh, sharing your love with professional wrestling has been an absolute joy, to say the least. So, uh, one more time before we read Triple Digits, I've been Matt, he's been Joe, and until next week, we will see, see you in the, the ring. ring.